0: Hello and welcome back to the Real News Podcast. I'm your host, Hayden Huff, and today I'm here with a pretty important person in the grand scheme of Monavista. Vista. I'm here with Morgan Matos, the fine arts director. Uh, Ms. Matos, why don't you uh, introduce yourself?
1: All right, Hayden. Well, um, I am Morgan Matos, and I have the privilege of leading our fine arts program here at Mona Vista and this is my second year um, here at Monta Vista and in California.
0: Great, and um, what uh, do you have any other roles at Montevista? Vista? And maybe why don't you tell us the steps and how you got to this place where you are now.
1: So my main role um, at Monta Vista is the Director of Fine Arts, so all of our visual and performing arts team, we work together and I lead that group um, really with the vision of where we're going and what we're doing and what kind of, what kind of programs we want to have at Monta Vista. And um, my area of study for me personally um, was theater. So I was a theater major in college and um, theater, my theater training uh, led me into my career as a fine arts director because it sort of is the medium where it all comes together so my experience directing plays and being a theater student exposed me to the visual arts and you know uh, building sets and scenic painting and uh, you know directing musicals I worked closely with vocal directors and you know orchestra directors um, and uh, uh, and all that sort of prepared me for the job that I have now but it started I started off as a drama teacher um, early in my career So I believe this is my 14th year teaching. Um, So this year I don't actually have classes that I'm teaching, um, but I guest direct and I come in and out of the classroom doing workshops and intensives. Uh, Last year I was able to teach two of our classes, um, but this year I'm really focused on bringing our team together. Um, But yeah, so my training as a theater director um, led me here. I started as a drama teacher 14 years ago, and um, I was hired by a fine arts director that um, she had been, uh, she had really started, this is an older woman, she had really started the school that I was at. This is back in Orlando, Florida, where I came from, and uh, she had she had been a part of the team that started this school, and she was uh, a, a painter, a, an amazing painter, and uh had just a, just an amazing talent for visual arts. And so as a young teacher, I think I was 22, she came alongside me and um, she began to, to mentor me. And um, it, through the years working with her, I learned so much about how to um, not just think just for theater, but really for the whole department. Um, and that is kind of how I ended up you know, just moving out of just theater and working with, you know, instrumental arts and and choirs and photography and you know across the board. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very great. We're we're glad to have you on the team, and we know uh, I know it's a it's a really important job. So yeah. we're glad to have an experienced person taking the helm of fine arts. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to think back. Mm-hmm in your life as long as you can and uh try and uh paint a picture for us of how you began to pursue this kind of career what maybe brought you to where you are now
1: well i okay so i am i am um i love to perform and so um whatever like in any way so not just for theater but just to sing and just to be on stage and tell a joke and to be the center of attention and that's kind of my childhood um, was just really enjoying that sort of thing and my dad was a pastor of a church and um, so I grew up in the the late 80s early 90s and uh, an interesting time to church culture was a little different than it is today and uh, we did a lot of you know big Christmas plays and you know, lots of theatrical type of things growing up. And so I think early on, maybe like as early as five years old, I realized that like I really loved performing and putting on plays and I just wanted to be a part of that. Um, and it was always ministry. So the heart of like really the start of of my passion started in the church and it was, it was ministry related. And then that, you know, and it's weird because, not weird, but interesting that performing – Always sort of coincided with teaching for me too, because I in the church like in in, in children's church and uh, VBS and um, it's Vacation Bible School. I don't know if you know what that is, but Vacation Bible School. There's there's so much there's so many theatrical opportunities because it's stories. So kids love to hear stories. So uh, you know teaching them about the Bible through drama and like different you know songs and dances and that's kind of where I started. And then I really couldn't imagine myself doing anything else because that's just what I love to do. So if when I when I realized that you could, you could actually have a job doing that, um, that was for me. I'm like, that's duh. Like that's what I'm gonna be doing. You know, I'm gonna be doing. I want a job that's fun. Like my my mom, you know, was a banker and like not putting down bankers. But I'm just like I would go as a kid to the bank and I'm like, this is boring. Like this is like you know the mon- the idea of a mundane thing that wasn't constantly changing or, or exciting just was like not for me. I love
0: the <laughs> I love that you brought up VBS. I remember going to VBS a few summers mm-hmm. back when I was in elementary school and way way younger. But um yeah, they did a lot of performances yeah. there as well and mm-hmm. they it did a really good job for how um untrained my mind was to understanding these kind of ideas. But not many people realize uh, how important performances actually are for helping people learn stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not a spiritual idea. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's some kind of moral or Mm -hmm. uh, kind of... uh, I, it, yeah, more, moral character as uh, kind of an idea that you would you can only figure out for yourself. Performances right. do that very well, maybe more than school mm-hmm. or other things can do.
1: And it goes. I think it goes back to story. So it's narrative, and I mean, even Jesus, he taught through narrative, through things that w- he broke it down in ways that we could understand and stories that we could visualize. And so I think that you know to tell tell stories through drama, it's this universal thing because really. Um, I mean even if it's clowns or mimes or even if you take out language like it's a universal thing that you know you if you're doing like any type of missionary work you can go to another country where you don't even speak the same language and you could have a scenario and people watch the story unfold and they're like oh I get it that's the mom and that's the dad okay and there's a story and they begin to connect the pieces and then all of a sudden it just transcended even language barriers you know
0: all right and um Thank thank you for sharing that, by the way. That was um, a very nice story behind how you Mm -hmm. began to build your career path. And um, we're going to go back to talking about you being fine arts director, Mm -hmm. but I just want want what you think about it. To you, what does it mean to be fine arts director?
1: Mm -hmm. For me, what it means to be a fine arts director, um, it really is... The way that I look at the role is, it really is a leadership role, that is an advocate um, from a felt. It's it's a role to be an advocate for the other creative people on the team, from like a person that actually is an artist. So it's there's a connection there. I have I have walked, I have walked in 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 the shoes of a teacher that feels wow this is there's just so much work to be done and there's I've, I've done it I've lived that so there's a there's a connection there but it also is um, we need as creative people we need to have um, a kind of a sounding board we need we need collaboration even if it's just a sit and just bounce around ideas maybe they even they're all bad ideas it's to have the have a person that sort of not that I don't have all the answers for sure, but I love to talk, I love to imagine, I love to create, and so if you, if, sometimes we just need that, we need that other person to, to, to be able to do that with, and, you know, what I found um, in, in times throughout my career when I didn't have that, when I felt isolated, or I felt like I didn't have that collaboration, or I didn't have anybody, I just sort of felt like I was floating out in the wind, um, I believe that creativity is stifled in that kind of environment, and so what, the way that I envision my role in the, this position is really trying to create a team to really nurture that collaboration and to uh, to give um, to be that depth voice in you know so we obviously we all can't be at every every meeting every teacher can't be at every meeting where important decisions decisions are made but to be that advocate for for the arts and for for my team really so um, being that sounding board, um, creating the culture to collaborate and to to, to really create, um, being the advocate for um, for just the arts in general, and the other thing is is creating a unified vision. So a lot of times in the arts, it's just this is this is a kind of real talk truth statement. Um, we can easily be siloed. So like I just said, we we thrive on collaboration and creativity, but at the same time. For whatever reason, we can be siloed and there can be, um, there's a stereotypical kind of like uh, ego or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I got, I have the credentials and I am this big director over here and I've got, I'm, you know, I'm an awesome musician over here and I'm doing my own thing. And, you know, we could all very easily, if it's not an intentional gathering together of all of these creative people, we could easily start doing our own thing and then we get this kind of disconnected vision of what we're doing. So, this is a kind of a radical move of like we are all working together to create a unified vision of where we're going. And so we're 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 doing we're kind of letting go that this is our thing, like this is just my department or my. It's like we're not just a theater department, we're not just a music program. We are a fully Functional, full fine arts, visual performing arts program, and so that's that. A lot of energy is being put to just really move us in that direction, and that is what's really cool about that is that actually benefits our whole community and our students. So, as a student, you're like, wait, when I so if you imagine that like the fine arts, each discipline is like a circle, right? So you have you have music and broken down in instrumental and, and, and vocal music. You have theater, they're all the circles. Well, I'm really interested in those areas where those circles overlap. Because you know you have film students that are creating movies, but what if you have film students that know that we have just right around the corner instrumental students that might wanna collaborate and do an original film score? Or students that, you know, that don't just do, they're not just actors for the stage, but they cross over into that film, and you have actors that are trained for those those films. There's all these areas of overlap, and so I believe that if we all move in that direction of connecting into one unified, big force, um, students have this opportunity that they don't have at normal places. So that's, that's a really big, loaded answer, um, but it's that vision of the full experience, so, I mean, we're only, we're stronger together, you know, if we all come together, um, what we can do would just be, you know, I think it's very, very unique, and I also think that that's what's trending in the arts right now, people are looking for, there's 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 not like, I just do this anymore, we all cross over and bleed into everyone's fields, and it's like this very different, you know, kind of experience than it was even when I was in high school, you know, because you was kind of like you were branded as like, I am just theater, I am just this. Maybe a little bit of crossover, more than maybe the music, like maybe you could do instrumental and in voice or something, but there was this very like lines in the sand, and it's just not the case anymore. You know, even if you look at the trends on Broadway, it's all mixing. I just saw Town in New York over the weekend. Musicians are costumed, they're dancing with the actors. It's all intertwined together.
0: Yeah, and especially at Mona Vista, there is a humongous talent pool
1: uh-huh. of people. It's crazy. And
0: there's not enough classes to fit each person's mm-hmm. um, talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, if, we, if we're, we're very thankful to have someone like you to kind of bridge the gap between mm-hmm. each person's talent and find a way for all of us to work together in the arts to make mm-hmm. something better than a class filled of everyone who can play the guitar everyone Mm -hmm. who can play the clarinet or everyone who can sing Mm -hmm. or take photos and stuff like that um your job is is clearly very important and we're, we're very glad to have a person like you to come and be that that person that helps out the arts in any way that you can
1: yeah and i know that sounds like a very idealist like perfect world scenario. But it is. I think it is something that to work towards, and it does take time. So it's it's a culture shift, you know, because that is a changing culture. Anytime you're changing something or or moving sort of in a new in a new direction, um, it uh, it takes time, and um, you know, it's just one of those things. It's not overnight, but it's gradual. And I think that you don't even realize that it's happening, you know what I mean? Like it's already happening and it's like you look back w- later and you're like, whoa, it just, it's, cause it's not, it's n- like in the arts, most things aren't neat and compact and clean and like, oh, it's like a little bow on top, it's like this ever evolving kind of big thing, you know?
0: Um, obviously, Montevista's funding's a little staggered in uh-huh. each department, Um. So our theater program is still in wild development. We, uh, Compared to most schools, we don't have uh, a, a precisely what we need to put on a good show, but we are making do with what we have. And obviously the new building coming too mm-hmm. is going to uh, work wonders for us. But um, in our ever-evolving arts department, um, how do you feel that it's... Important for students to be exposed to the arts, especially right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's. I think it's really, really important. Um, uh, I I think that, like I said before, um, that things that times have changed so much, um, and and with social media and YouTube and and the way that we do art now, it's different. Um, but I think that again, those blurring of lines. Um, I think that to be creative is something that doesn't really matter what field that you're going to go into. Like businesses across the board are looking for people that are, have backgrounds in the arts because they see that the skills, like if, if I, not, it's not just theater, it's, I'm just using that as an example, but if when, when businesses see, um, get a resume from a theater person, there are some things that immediately um, they see. They're like this person is going to be good at problem solving. This person is going to be quick. They're going to be uh, quick on their feet, um, articulate, ready to. You know they're going to be great communicators. They're going to have empathy for other people. There are all these like intrinsic values to arts education that you you have and that are developed in you when you're exposed to the arts and exposed to music. There's tons of studies on the benefits of art you know arts education so i think it's 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 very important and it's a, it's just requ- it's it's absolutely a necessity you know i mean obviously like i'm going to be a really big advocate um as a fine arts director but it's absolutely a necessity um and and i i have just through the years collected so much evidence of of people articles of people that are doctors and lawyers and all different professions that look back and they talk about that their arts education, the things that were actually some of the most valuable things that they learned. You know, just even um, a, like a lawyer, just his a, their ability to to prepare and to, um, to prepare a case in court or whatever, and that whole, whole idea of like a dress rehearsal or a tech run, it's like, like going all through each of those elements just like you would in a dress rehearsal. But just even a doctor, like bedside manners, being able to connect with people, um, so that all, with all that said, the skills that you develop from arts education. But then, I think the other the other reason why it's so important and a necessity is that people are looking um, to be connected to something. People want to. They want. They're searching for who, who they are. Young people in the high school setting and a middle school setting um, of who they are, like their identity. And so, so many people um, when they get plugged in, they get connected. They find who they are. And, and and they're able to be themselves, you know? Right. And so that, the value of being safe somewhere, to being able to walk in the door and, like, I can be myself here, is huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge. And it's one of those things where people, and years later, have come to me and they're like, it actually saved my life, you know? Right, right. It, or, or parents that say that. You know?
0: Yeah, especially now there's a lot of challenging ideas out there and there's mm-hmm. a time to argue there's a time to be constructive and there's just a chi- time to hang out and mm-hmm. have fun mm-hmm. and the arts is definitely a place where you can easily get connected and have mm-hmm. fun and not have to worry about your ideas being challenged or arguing with someone with conflicting opinions it's we're right. we're, we're all here for uh for the same purpose
1: right you know and it's and it's like someone might disagree with you but the idea is that we're creating a culture where our uh, it's it's where when you're in this place and hopefully beyond just the theater but that we we can we we don't have to be right you know it's not about you know obviously i mean that could get into a whole philosophical conversation of that but my point is is that um that you can, um, we can, you know, accept our differences. And it doesn't, you know, it's not, it's okay, you know. Um, and I say that because I obviously, you know, at a Christian school, he, we, we do have this opportunity. That's another kind of layer to it. We do have this opportunity because I personally believe, if we're talking specifically for theater, I personally find this high compatibility with, with the way that we teach our actors to be in character and to constantly be growing and, and I, I find it very compatible to also our walk as Christians. And so not only we have you know we have students that are Christians and who are not Christians, but here we have this it's a perfect opportunity to see we're always working. Mm-hmm. And we're always growing, and 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 that's what the Lord is doing in our lives. So there is these really great, rich parallels that we have here. That so this this opportunity that where we do have this safe place, um, kind of come as you are, if you will. But that's also how we are in Christ. You know, that He accepts us, He accepts us for who we are, and He's constantly doing work in us. And where no one's arrived and that humble very vulnerable place that, that the Lord finds us in, we're oftentimes, as actors, we're we wanting to get to that place, you know? Yeah. So it's really kind of a cool opportunity, just another layer to the whole thing that I haven't really got a chance to talk about yet.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up that idea about come as you are, just like we, we were supposed mm-hmm. to come to Jesus and to God. So I want to uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about that and ask your opinion on how your faith guides you and maybe help you guide other people in this department.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I didn't um I went to I went to a public high school and I went to, you know, a, a public university and um, you know, the arts there is uh, you know kind of a it is a place where a lot of times it's like how is that possible that you're a Christian in this very um very I guess you could say very liberal very like secular uh place where it's like that's not how ha- I was it was rare it was, I stood out basically right, You yeah. say I to be to be a Christian in 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 that time and in that setting um I feel like I stood out but I always felt like God had called me to be a Christian artist and to just just to be me you know, not to go and be forceful with my my opinions or my faith on other people, but just to be me, and that He would use me um, in that way. And so I did, um, and I always, you know, I always prayed that that I would be able to kind of steer clear of certain things, because at the end of the day, in my in my own convictions, at the end of the day, I, I there could have been times where I you know, would have to say, you know, as a Christian, I'm not saying that or I'm not gonna do that or whatever. But I actually never really had that happen, which is God's favor. I believe God's favor all my life, but I was like, Oh Lord, I just hope and pray that like this never I'm never forced to do something that really puts me in a in a position or a moral dilemma. And it never happened, which is really cool, um, throughout all of my all of my intergraduate school, um and everything. But um anyways so I truly believe that as a Christian that we can be um, we can do our um, whatever it is, whatever our art is and we can do it really well. We should do it really well. So there's this there's this whole kind of weird, stigma that like Christian movies aren't, aren't good or they're not, you know, there's like, oh, well, it's a Christian movie. So it wasn't as, you know, the doll the budget was, you know, I mean, you're a film buff. So you, you know, like, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm just being real. You know, it's like, I feel like ours should be the best, you know, like if we're Christians and we're making things, it should be real, it should be relevant. It should be like awesome because God gave us those gifts to use, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just weird. It's a really weird, uh, there's a weird tension there. And so my platform has always been: I want to go, I want to go right into the middle of things. I want to go right into the competition where all the other schools are, all the public schools are, and I want to do the play. I want to do the the piece, and I want to shine. I want it to be amazing, and then I want it to be people to realize, whoa, that was like, that was a Mont Vista Christian School. You know, that was a Christian school, and that just like to really be that light, you know. And so. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. I just wanna, I want to, um, I I want to raise the bar, you know, of like mm-hmm. what we do, because I think that it, if 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 our if our work points to Christ, it should be our very best. So that's kind of been my whole thing through my years as a fine arts administrator is like, not to settle for mediocre, but to keep pushing, mm-hmm. keep pushing forward that we can do more, we can be better and to really rise, you know, and obviously it never, that you never arrive, so you're continuing to just raise, raise the bar, and I feel like that as an artist, that's kind of how, how we are on ourselves, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we are, uh, artists are known to be, you know, if they're critical of others, or if they're, if they're really, not harsh, I don't wanna say that, but if they hold the standard really high for their students, you better believe that they do that for themselves. You know that, that that same standard. It's not like it's not like a um. They practice what they preach, if you will. You know. Mm, yeah. So it, everyone in our department, I can I can say confidently, everyone in our fine arts prog- department that teaches, they are teaching artists. They all are working and and growing and getting better and I mean they all have that same drive no one is like taking the easier out of like "Ah, I got this they're they're working artists doing this and um, coming up with new ideas creating new art um, writing new work Mr. Tan composing new things Um, it's really exciting to be on that level like those to be around people that are continually you know moving and progressing
0: yeah, there's a certain call to action right. that comes with, with being an artist and mm-hmm. teaching art and trying to, to make new things with, with the students. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that if we, it doesn't necessarily have to be about Christ or God or about heaven. It doesn't have to be about that. Right, but right. it certainly should be a driving factor right. in our work. And Absolutely. It, and it will definitely make our stuff better.
1: Right. I mean, and I think that there is, um, I totally agree with you on that. There's so much, there's, I look for stories of redemption, stories that we can, there's so, there's so many stories to be told that you can, you can step back from and really pull apart. That's why I love like our, the, um, what's the chapel venue that we have, the, the, the. Um, where we watch, where oh, the screening st- the room. the screening room. Definitely the best you know, chapel just, by that's far. That's just a cool, just the idea that we can look at a, we can look at film and we can we can step back and we could have these really cool conversations about the story f- with a Christian worldview. And what does this mean? And what does this say about us? What does it say about humanity? Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole, um, you know, structure of, um, you know, fallen and redemption, and all of that. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for going down that thought path yeah. with us. That that took a while, but we did we did get a, a lot of good ideas onto the table about the fine arts department. So as we take steps to our uh, our close as we uh, head out of here, I want to get your thoughts on the new building. I I want to know how you feel about it. I want you to want you to tell me how necessary you think it is. And then I want you to go into as much detail as you want about how you are going to use this building to better equip the arts department.
1: Yeah, sure. So I am, I'm just, I'm psyched about the building. Um, you know, as with a lot of things at Monta Vista, there's a long history um, with the, you know, just the the history of the school and the, the legacy of Don Price. And so not only is the building just an answer to a prayer of decades and decades of people believing that we would have a performing arts chapel, so that not only would it be a place where we have concerts and and theatrical shows and all that, but it would be a place to come together to have have chapel and to have uh, really uh, awesome, you know, spiritual experiences and all that through the years. Um, So that's a really cool part of it. Um, And... So I think it's extremely necessary. I think it's extremely due. It's time and you know just like we were talking about raising the bar and that strive for excellence. So it it when you have a state of the art building that will showcase your work, you just already leveled up multiple levels because you are we already are producing great work, but to actually have a facility that is at that same level it just levels, levels levels it all up. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um I think that through through the years there's been um with with what we've had in the black box theater that we have now, I think that we've had amazing productions and I think that yeah, there's always room for improvement, but with what we've had, I mean, we have we're. Just, I feel like we're just busting out of the seams, you know. We're ready for the next, the next season, exactly, the next, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. next place, and to. So it's time, and and it's it's interesting because, um, I think that everybody that's uh, through the whole history of the fine arts program here, I think everyone has played a part. And why the building is necessary because it's like it's like a relay race, you know, where you're passing mm-hmm. the baton. So everybody that's played a part in um, all the disciplines of fine arts, but it's particularly because this is a performing arts building. It's like passing that baton and it's just been this growth and improvement and, and um, that it's a part of the legacy of the building. Yeah. So um, alumni that have gone before I mean, they are all a part of it, you know. Um, and so I just look at it as an opportunity to continue on onto into a new season, and just a really—it's there's so much. Um, I I'm humbled. I want this is what I want. I want the 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 feeling of people that come into the building, the kids that get to perform in the building. I want them to understand what it means. Mm-hmm. You know, you have been here for a, for a long time, and you have siblings that have gone here, and you've been along for a big. You know, lots of you've seen a lot of change, and so you've you've been different seasons. But it's like it's a it's it's humbling. It's to know that this is this is God's promises. This there are people that had a vision for this years ago, and it's now it's it's happening, and it's like this is this is a blessing. You mm-hmm. know, it's a blessing, and and your every everyone that has come before is a part of it. You know, um, it's not like overnight. I'm like, you know, I'd love to have a building, you know, it's been, it's a vision that's been there for a long time. And so there are faithful people that have given towards the building and, and just sought it out. So that's kind of like the, the symbolic, you know, story of it. Um, Like technically I've actually, in my career, I've done this before. So I actually um, worked for a school where there was many years of wanting to have a performing arts center. And we rented different theaters and different spaces for concerts and we never had our own space. And we used to practice in the gym and we would practice, have dress rehearsals in the lobby of our gym, and you know, we we did full productions like the rehearsals in like a like a portable trailer kind of thing. And and so then we uh God blessed that school with a performing arts center and I watched what happened. I watched when we moved in and we had our first production. It just, it's like it just exploded because we could have more people there. We could actually do what we, what we wanted to do. We could, we could really grow. um, uh, It just, so I know it's an exciting, exciting time. And I know that it's just going to be, it's going to be mind blowing. So by the time, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, um, you're a junior, right? Yeah. So your senior year, so that would be. Year two of really, the, I guess half year, because we'll be moving in this year. Yeah. Like that's that, that's happening. Like so, next year would be so. This year is kind of almost like the grand opening, soft opening. You know, by your senior year, it's 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 gonna blow your mind of what we're able to do. Um, so, those tech, the the tech person in you will just geek out, because you know the 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 lighting technically what we have is a huge uh, upgrade. So all LED lighting and, you know, um, state of the art sound equipment, and um, that really actually is um, on a higher quality level than even some of the local, like, colleges. So we have some ability, the the ability to have killer sound, amazing lights, um, and just more space than we've had before. It's gonna be
0: Yeah, this building is definitely a massive upgrade. From what we had before, I remember my brother in middle school doing shows in a small um, portable classroom uh-huh. sort of thing that we have yeah. back at the old drama area, if you uh-huh. knew what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no stage, no lights. They uh, They just had tables and whatever costumes they could find mm-hmm. or make. And a few parents would come in and watch, mm-hmm. and that was middle school drama. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I uh, what to say about high school drama because mm-hmm. that was back before me or my brother was in mm-hmm. uh, high school. But that's what drama mm-hmm. was like back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, now there there was a small upgrade between that time when um, right, right. the new new middle school gym was being made and high school and middle school kind of was like moved into here uh-huh, uh-huh. which was was definitely a step up mm-hmm. but there's a lot of limitations with this yeah, and like yeah. you said we've done a lot of good shows here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is time mm-hmm. to have a better mm-hmm. space to yeah. make better stuff with it
1: but you know and it's like you're 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 totally spot on and because you do at the season you're in it's like you do the best with what you have and you push and you push until you can't do that anymore. So you move to the next. It spills out into the next thing, and it develops and it develops. But nowhere along the way did anyone stop creating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you push and you push. And so that's why when I was talking about the legacy, like of all the people that have gone before, because basically every person at each stage of the whole, you know, timeline of it all, everyone continued to move, continued to to to, to work, and it's like you you they created the need, mm-hmm. you know, they're the ones, they play a part in creating the need that like, we gotta, we have to have more, we've gotta, we've gotta get this building, we've gotta have that. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's like a totally. part of the reason why it's there. It's not like there was nothing, and then it was like, we're gonna make a building, and then it's gonna start. You know, it's always been happening, and it's always been pushing forward, and that's what's really cool about it. So I think that there's gonna be a great sense of um, pride, um, and uh, of of all of those those people that have that have when I say gone before it sounds like they died, <laughs> but all those people that have been around, all those right. that have gone before us, um, <laughs> I feel like I just want British too. Those have gone before us. There's a great sense of pride of a part of that legacy that will be in the new building. Mm-hmm. Like because of this my commitment to the arts through these years or whatever, whatever I graduated, I don't know, 2015 or whatever, like this is happening. You know, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And I want to figure out a way, and we're going to somehow to kind of capture that. We don't know what it is, but like I don't know what that is just yet, but I want people... Oh, I actually know one thing. Um, in the lobby of the building, this is a, a big throwback, but in the lobby of the building... A part of the design, like the actual like architect designer, they they there's going to be these big like up kind of high. It's an elevated ceiling, like mm-hmm. a um, beautiful um, like oh what's that? Ele- yeah, I guess elevated ceiling is the right word. Pictures that are kind of a sepia toned retro throwback to like um, old because you know the there's like class of like fifty and like. Might oh, yeah. So, there's, so there's mm-hmm. like some, some old pictures of the students and, and different things that um, are going to be up there. Just like this, there's this really rich history here. So, yeah. somehow that's, so that's going to be tied into the lobby, but other places in the, um, in the building, we want to have some sort of just nod to those that have gone before us <laughs> back <laughs> yeah, to British.
0: Totally. Well, we're just about out of time here. So, do you have any closing remarks before we head out?
1: Uh, no, I just I I share this with uh, I guess the last thing I would say is I shared this with um, Mr. Davis the other day that this is like a really I guess it's full circle to your first question. I feel like that I'm here and it's not it's not about me. I I feel blessed that I I got to be here in this season of Bonavista. Mm-hmm. Um because I just feel like it's a really really exciting special time Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a really big blessing and I feel I feel that I feel privileged I feel really like I'm humbled and a real sense of privilege and just so excited like I kind of like um like I'm like a crackhead like I'm just so excited that like this this is happening like this is super cool this is like life like a life-changing time and I feel like um so yeah, I, I didn't I don't think I said crackhead at Mr. Davis, but you know what I mean by that. Yeah, I just feel like just like a like Christmas morning, it's like you, totally. you you're just like giddy because it's like these this is cool, you know this is so cool that this is happening right now, and it's not it's not about a building. A building is like the physical kind of manifestation of it, but it's a spirit. It's a spirit of um, inspiration and of creativity that's stirring. And people are getting excited about it, and yeah. like that. To me, I'm excited about it, and like it. Just it's like I don't know. If that makes sense, but uh, so that's. Um, I I just you know I I feel really ex- really privileged and and blessed to be here, so um, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for coming down and. Well, I I kind of came down into into <laughs> your area here, but. Thank you for the interview. Yeah, we, got a, we, we covered a lot of stuff yeah. that people might want to hear. Cool. So, yeah,
1: thank you All so right. much. Thank you, Hayden.
0: Right. And that concludes this week's episode of The Real News at MVC. A big thank you to Mrs. Matos for letting me come over and ask her a few questions about the arts department, as well as getting her two cents on the new building like we got from Mr. Tun last week. And as always, I'd like you to hit the subscribe button or like it if you enjoyed, and maybe even download this podcast for later if you feel so inclined. And as always, until next time, I'm your host, Hayden Huff, signing off.